Silent scan. Silent scan. Bombs and bits. You can't control us. Bombs and bits. A frightening dystopia. Bombs and bits. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Open your eyes. Bombs and bits. An alternate reality. We begin as wanderers, and we are wanderers still. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Bombs and Bands with John, Mark, and the Misses. I'm John, and with me, as always, is Mark. Hello. And the Misses. Hello, fellow nerdlings. We'll cover three stories in this week's very special episode. And by very special episode, I mean not like the very special episode of Different Strokes where Mr. Grumman was beating Arnold because Mr. Grumman was drinking. And then I think I missed that episode. And then he hits Arnold and Arnold learns to sprint and becomes a world class sprinter because Mr. (laughs) Grumman was an alcoholic, was beat. Not that kind of special episode. So I'm not getting an Olympic medal out of this one? Maybe. No. But special in that we're trying to have a themed episode. So many of our episodes have been very serious, apocalyptic, end of the world. But tonight, we're looking at mysteries, kind of our homage to the X-Files. Excuse me, I'm afraid I misunderstood the assignment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? Yes, really. (laughs) Well... We'll go with what whatever it is. We'll just wing it. All well, right. Not, yeah. Yeah. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And I want to thank so many of you because viewer numbers are going through the roof. Um, we were ranked 169 in podcasts, news, and commentary on Apple Podcasts last week. So that's kind of exciting. Woo-hoo! Yes. But the missus will kick things off with Joe Biden voters. I'm sorry. I mean, Real vampires exist, and there are over 5,000 of them in the United States from the National Post, which is Canadian. Why are there is it? Yeah. Well, the original story, I think, was published in the <clears throat> Washington Post because that was the byline of the article. Ah, okay. Um, Maybe they were embarrassed by it. They just hit it by it. It's actually the National Post. I am going to follow up with Operation High Jump, meeting Germans in low places with Did the Navy Battle UFOs Protecting <clears throat> German? Antarctic sanctuaries. Were they, 19- were they members of a social club in the 30s and 40s? You might say oh, okay. so. All right. I think we understand. Yes. And that's a social from... club for workers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that work will set you free. Um, oh. <laughs> that's from Gallup. Oh, too soon. Too <laughs> soon. <laughs> and that's from a, a uh, website called Galnet. And Mark will bring us around and back to normality with mysteries. Oh, wait, no, that's the opposite. Um, he, he probably has the most conundrum of a, a, a mysterious story because, you know, the Mrs. story is about real vampires, which, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. Mine is so fantastic that it's nearly impossible in so many respects. But Mark's might be the most mysterious one yet. So we're going in order of increasing mysteriosity. We got a sponsor. This is the X-Files episode, so. It's mysterious as well. (gasps) It's a new mystery movie. Detectives Finn Noir and Matt Spammer take on the hardest case of their lives in the new film, The Mystery of the President's Missing Brain. Coming to you from Is this biographical? I mean, about somebody that we might know? No. Okay. So is the President's Brain the MacGuffin? I don't think we'll ever find it, so maybe. 
<laughs> well, you know, MacGuffin's just something that's, you know, it doesn't really matter to the story. It's just what well, draws yeah. everyone in. That was a whole pile of your stuff falling off a shelf back there. <laughs> oh my God, that's the president's brain. That's where it is. Well, and while we're doing our mystery episode, so. Yep, that's a pile of junk, all right. It's a pile of stuff. Anyway. You know, actually, that sort of makes sense. I mean, do you, you remember that old Star Trek episode called Spock's Brain? Yes. And they had the little remote control to just sort of move his body around. I mean, really, is that too much different than what we see with Biden in his news conference? His brain is gone. And this is how deep of a nerd I am. I remember when they, when they caught up to the woman who did the surgery. Where's his brain? And she goes, brain? brain what is brain that could be and you'll have to pull back <laughs> that, that will ha- that will be kamala harris speaking of which did you guys hear the sound clip that's been all over from her this week talking about the teachers and then laughing yeah, and laughing like a hysterical <laughs> lunatic yes apparently there's two brain control devices yes, our future president ladies and gentlemen and apparently not a lot of ram in those brain control <laughs> yeah. devices more parents are seeing the value of educators when they had to bring their kids <laughs> and say we're not paying them nearly enough <laughs> But anyway, we have one other feature that we'll have, and what is it? Do you, why don't you tell me? Uh, you, you really don't know, do you? You don't know. Well, I don't know what to call it because I thought about this. It's a long story to explain. It's a parody. Is it a parody? It is what they didn't show you on the, the TV series of the X-Files. Okay. All right. Should I, should I, I'll set that up before it starts. Right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. It's time to start off with the misses. Take it away. That was the best intro lead-in I've ever had. Good job. Thank you. Since I get to go first, it will look like you and Mark did the wrong stories because I'm going first. Mm-hmm. See, so this works in my favor. Well, yeah, the editor always gets the last uh, bite. That's right. That's true. So here was what I thought we were going to do. And that was take an episode of the X-Files and find something that related to that story in the X-Files. Okay. So this is oh. a this is in relation to my favorite episode of the so X-Files. How did you make that up in your brain? Because it's an it's an X-Files special. It, no, it's just kind of mysterious stuff. But that's what we do like every week. It's not that's not special at all. Okay. <laughs> the X-Files was 20 years ago. Who remembers individual episodes? I remember Me? Like three. Me? Okay. My favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so carry on again i won't put any of that in and it will look like <laughs> yeah 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 try it. i misunderstood the assignment mm-hmm. uh, okay so mine is all based off of a season five episode 12 episode called bad blood Mulder and scully telling each other their point of view of events that happened that led to Mulder chasing a young man through the woods and then driving a stake through his heart thusly killing him he was pretty dead Turns out, though, that this person that they thought was a fake vampire wasn't. They were real vampires. Oh, wait, but, a, wait a spoiler. Well, if you haven't seen it in the interim since 1998, I'm afraid I'm going to spoil it. For and, you. and let's yeah. be honest, you fell asleep during it last weekend, so you didn't. You haven't seen it in 20 years either. I did. I did. No, I've seen it more recently okay. than that. But anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted, it's they were a bunch of real vampires pretending to be fake vampires. Here's the summary of the article. 
Real vampires exist, and there are over 5,000 of them in the United States. You want to know what the great thing is about vampire stories, though? This original article was published in 2015. The best thing about vampire stories like that is they never get old. Well, but I'll tell you, vampire jokes, though, they become more relevant over time. They suck. No. Yeah. You know how you can tell (laughs) if a vampire has corona? How? The coffin. See, now, the coffin. Well, if I were a vampire, I would drink, instead of regular blood, I'd drink plasma. We just call it blood light. <laughs> you really that yeah, that wasn't bad. <laughs> it's a step up from your normal terrible jokes. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of vampire jokes. Okay, thank God. <laughs> Can I talk about my story now, please? That's not much of a story. It really isn't. But it is about this guy whose name is John Edgar Browning, who's at the time a doctoral student at Louisiana State University, or at least that's the reason he gave to his friends for why he was hanging around a goth shop in New Orleans. With people who drank human blood. Yes, exactly. Actual people who drank human blood. Yes. So here's, so he kind of went on a deep dive on this. He was obsessed with vampires and particularly about real vampires. Here's his takeaway from this. First and foremost, most big cities have them and even some not so big cities. Well, come on, it's 2021. I guess they can identify as vampires if they want to. All right. So his major takeaway from this was that vampires and people who claim to be, who identify as vampires, he said, after a short period of time, I realized that these people weren't crazy, at least not any crazier than your average Joe. That they were they were really kind of normal yeah. people, except for the fact that they most of them drank human blood. Many of them do. Not all of them Completely do. Completely normal. Absolutely normal. The people they get blood from are willing donors. In fact, he uh, said he also al- normal. He allowed himself to be a willing donor. And what the vampire did was put a little cut in his skin with a scalpel and lick the blood. Okay. And they claim that most don't become vampires by choice. That's kind of the long and short of what he got out of it. My favorite thing about this article, though was the comments oh, i didn't get and i comments. would invite you to go to the article and just wade through those comments because they are lovely uh, and fun and canadian eh? like in all seriousness though i i thought it was sort of interesting that there was he did discuss that there might be some sort of a medical condition or something underlying their need for the blood because you know some of them had health issues that if they didn't get the blood they would start having migraines or low energy and and other, uh, other problems like that, which I, I thought was interesting. I also thought it was interesting that, you know, none of them, just like the rest of America, none of them seem to understand or enjoy Twilight. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my. That, that was fan fiction, right? Twilight. No, you're thinking about Fifty Shades of Grey, which was Twilight fan fiction. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. It's, what are the, all those things have in common? I, they all suck. And, uh, <laughs> like the vampires. And this story. Not, this is so disappointing. Not real vampires. You know, actually, I knew somebody who was a vampire hunter. Mm-hmm. That This is not yeah, a joke. I know, I know. Yeah, I've told you this story before. Mm-hmm. And so he would wander around and look for, for people who were vampires. I don't think he ever killed anyone, but it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Okay. Well, before the FBI just takes up... It permanent... wasn't me. He just... I know. Before they take up permanent residence in our garage, we should probably switch topics. Well, that wasn't so mysterious, but this movie sure is. She was a dame that had legs that wouldn't quit, see? And a brain that wouldn't start. 
When I saw her slink into my office, I knew that she was trouble with a matched set of 38s. Hi, would you like to help me with the Green New Deal? That's when I could see she was retarded. Millie Challenge, see? What's your fee, Private Detective Matt Spammer? It's $500 a day, sister, plus expenses. You got that kind of cash, dame? Sure, we'll just print it. It was then I knew she was dumb enough to pay every private dick in town. So I called my buddy Fed Noir. What's the deal, sister? It's the president's brain. It's missing. Missing? How? Well, I wouldn't know, because he seems pretty sharp to me. But everyone says that he's lost his mind. Would you help find it? We'll try. No promises. That's why I make $500 a day. In a world where votes can be harvested from zombie legions of the dead, comes a movie ripped out of today's headlines, featuring the combined talents of private detectives Matt Spammer and Finn Noir. The president's brain is missing. Brought to you by Slap Cop Films. Well, will that mystery ever be solved? So, switching back to our forward progress. In 1946 and 1947, during the Antarctic summer, which is our winter, Admiral Richard Byrd led the 4,700 sailors and 14 ships, including an aircraft carrier, and who knows what else, on an expedition to the Antarctic. My first guess was, and this was called Operation High Jump, and this really happened. After World War II, we had this huge Navy with 800 ships, and we're like, well, what do we do? Who can we attack? Well, the Russians don't really have a Navy. What do we do with the Navy? Let's go bomb Antarctica. And the cover story was that this would develop cold weather skills for the Navy, which was mainly used to fighting in warm, tropical places like, oh, I don't know, the Pacific Ocean. But of course, that's what the man wants you to think. A large rat upstairs in our kitchen. Bugsley! He has earbuds in, you know that, right? He can't hear you. <laughs> we just sound like we're in the kitchen of a uh, small diner. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll just keep going. The story goes that the <clears throat> Germans attack the ships with operational UFO flying discs, sink a ship, and utterly defeat the task force. Why were the Germans living in Antarctica? You might think it was lax tax laws, but no! The Germans have a tunnel there that leads into the hollow earth where they have their German base. This is my favorite conspiracy theory because it has everything. Remote places, utter unverifiability, exotic technology, Germans, and impossible geology. I love it. This is all based on a Russian documentary, right? About the U.S. Well, there Navy. Were rum- there were rumors about it before the Russian documentary. So I, I remember hearing about it before. Seems legit, yeah. Yeah, well, it's... Well, come on, it's made up, but it's a great made up story. I didn't really read much of the article because I'll point out that the alien episodes of the X-Files generally were the ones I disliked the most. Mm -hmm. The highlight only being Rat Boy. So what do you think, Mark? One of the interesting parts in there is that of the article was him. Admiral Byrd supposedly gave an interview to a Chilean newspaper about, you know, new enemies that could fly from pole to pole. You know, and so everyone interpreted that as UFOs and so forth. And then going to the uh, great store of knowledge that is Wikipedia that had excerpted from uh, what he actually said in the newspaper. And it was basically about we need to be careful because people can now fly planes over the polar regions and they're no longer a barrier to safety. And it sort of is like a game of uh, telephone. Do you know that where you 
mm-hmm. one person you know has a message and he passes the next and it gets changed as it gets passed on to each person yeah that's absolutely the case and i i love the story because it has so many crazy things to it and i think it's fun we know that there was a uh, an actual task force that went down there are there any other elements of truth to it there 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 was a plane crash there were some people that died in the plane crash. They had another guy that was crushed by some equipment. So, I mean, you know, there was there was a the few deaths. They did have to cancel the operation or the mission early, although that was due to poor weather coming on rather than UFOs uh, attacking and sinking ships. That's just what the man wants you to think, Mark. Just what the man wants you to think. See, and I think this whole story is just crazy, crazy mm-hmm. on its surface. Mm-hmm. Because everyone knows the secret German base is located inside the hollow moon. Oh. Come on. <laughs> well, now I did hear, uh, you know, this is, take, this is taking this off topic, but, you know, kind of still with the theme. The CIA ran a base in Antarctica for a while. And in order to interrogate people, they didn't use waterboarding. They used snowboarding. <laughs> okay, now on to, we can do so, the your entertainment enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Behold, the st- speaking of ending up on the cutting room floor, stuff that ended up on the cutting room floor of the X-Files, because some of us can stay on a theme. This is Scully. Scully, it's me, Mulder. Mulder! We haven't seen each other in years. I know, Scully, but something's happened. I need to see you. I can't explain over the phone, but you have to come. Right now. Okay, I'll be right over. Okay, Mulder, what's so important? Oh my god, Mulder! What happened? You must weigh 500 pounds! They're real, Scully. The aliens. And I have proof. How could you let yourself go like this, Mulder? You're eating yourself into an early grave. No, Scully, it's not me. It's the aliens. They took me. I was on the ship. The things they did. The experiments. They they implanted me with alien embryos. Embryos. Could you give me a hand? A hand? Actually, could you hand me those chips? Thanks. Aliens, Mulder. Really? I know it sounds crazy, but but all I can do is eat. I have to keep the babies fed. Would you pass me that bowl of mashed potatoes? Thanks. How do you know you're pregnant, Mulder? Because I'm so hungry. There must be dozens of aliens inside me, Scully. Dozens! Dozens! Could you grab me that dozen donuts for me? Thanks. So your only evidence of pregnancy is weight gain? Goodbye, Mulder. Well, that was interesting. I never saw that one coming. Mark is going to bring us home with Mysteries in the Mountains from the Tucson Weekly back in 2003. I can't think of any particular X-Files episode that this dealt with, but... Mysteries of the Mountains is for, is, has got lots of great stuff. It's got mysterious lights in the sky. It's got people disappearing, time warps, and teleportation. 
You know, this is a, a really enjoyable article. I really had fun reading this. This was it was just fun. The author supposedly in the late 1950s went with a buddy down to Arizona near the Mexico border near the town. I know I'm going to mess this up, but Aravaca, Arizona. And they're down there treasure hunting. They befriend uh, an old Indian ranch hand. Is he ended up telling them a little bit of uh, history of the area, giving them some clues as to this mysterious stone arch. Was that a desert McDonald's? No, no, it was only a single arch. Oh, got it. Okay. This mysterious arch, one of the things is there's geological features around it that are somewhat unusual, like a, a high number of, of uh, geodes and, and so forth that they, they found. People would see lights, strange lights in the area around this. They had instances of, of uh, weird weather around it, weird sounds. One time they thought they heard horses and so forth. But the basic gist of the of it is is that apparently this archway, if somebody went through it, they could, if it was the conditions were right, be transported to a different time or vice versa, a person could maybe perceive a different time through the arch or maybe hear noises. One of the more interesting stories that they heard from local Native Americans was a member of a tribe back in the 1800s that went through the arch, just flat out disappeared. That's a great. It story. is. So his buddies, they're with 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 this tribesman. They look for him. They can't find him. They freak out. Anyway, no one sees him. And then here it is. You know, about a century later, and they come across a body of someone that was dressed in this primitive Native American garb. Obviously, been laying wherever they were for a period of time, but was definitely not the age of when that first Indian would have disappeared. And, and I, I liked at the end. I mean, because it, it, I mean, the, the story had an end to it too, because guys went back up and the arches were gone. They'd not disappeared, but they'd collapsed. And I, I thought that was that was a that was a fitting end to it. Even if you found it, you wouldn't necessarily recognize it as such. At the time this article came out that there was going to be quite a bit of construction in that area because they were building a large high-power telescope, electrical uh, wiring wires through there. Okay. I, I was thinking you were talking about the, the uh, telescopes that the Vatican owns out in Arizona. And I was saying, oh boy, that now that brings everything in it. See, and I was thinking they were going to build a big housing development on top of it. Mm -hmm. You know, so they could have this mysterious ancient Native American great sacredness and mm -hmm. put a house on top of it. And I feel like I saw that movie before. Well, except and there's it a Craig T. Nelson. Except there's, well, there's there's a twist to it this time. Mm. It, it's really about two podiatrists that lived next to each other, and they're arch enemies. Oh, that's a double pun, guys! Mm -hmm. Come on. Well, on that note, we'll be back next week with another edition of Bombs and Bants. And thank you for listening. I'm John. I'm Mark. And I'm the missus. Take care. Y'all come back now, you hear?